this is Tracy Vandy Venter and Jim Martin, and we are with the Little Things First podcast, and we are at the Ed Camp Utah, and we are talking to real people who actually are in schools and really work with kids on a day-to-day basis, and they are going to give us their real perspectives about little things that make a big difference. And when we're talking about little things, we're talking about... Uh, ways that our leaders um, or others in our building could be educational coaches it could be even like team leads but people in our buildings and little things that they do that make a big difference for the success of our schools Uh, what we're kind of interested in is not sweeping global reform where you know transformation everybody gets fired and have to be rehired or some kind of big change like that Instead, we're looking at just things that people do that make a difference uh, in your building. So we've got a couple of microphones here. We'd love for you to be willing to talk and share uh, some things that you've seen in your own building or maybe things that you yourself do to try to make a difference in the school that you're at. We've got people walking in right now, so you'll hear different sounds of the chairs and the people walking and sharing. Uh, some people are trying to hide in the back of the room because they think they're not going to be asked to come participate, but we'll get Olivia and all her friends back there a chance to come and be part of it as well. So, anything else, Jim, before we start asking questions? No, I think that's it. I'm really excited to hear from people who are here. Excellent. So, when you think about your own school setting and you think about places that you've worked that have been really positive, uh, that you think have been working well, places that have been efficient or really helped kids learn, what do you think are the little things that have happened in your buildings that have made a difference in that school building? Anybody, who, who would be willing to share? And we got one back there behind you, Jim. Um, I'm not at this elementary school anymore since I became a coach, but the school I was a fourth grade teacher at um, the last three years, this current year, they decided to um, showcase each teacher's special talent or hobby or interest. And they took a picture of that teacher, and then they have like a little bubble above them in the hallway with their picture that showcases that. And so then the kids can kind of go up to them and say, Tell me more about this, and make connections with kids throughout the school with teachers. So I think that was a great way for. So- was that cool. was that something that was like school related, or could it be like, oh, I really it love woodworking, be, or yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, woodworking, beekeeping, uh-huh. or some teachers that just put Disneyland. So yeah, just to make connections with the whole school. I think that's really cool because oftentimes kids think that you know teachers aren't even human, right? <laughs> so they see them at the store and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh! So it's nice to know that you know teachers have other interests and yeah. passions beyond the classroom. Were you at the school at the time? Um, when they were setting it up and taking the photos and making their decisions, but I didn't submit mine since I was leaving. But did you hear from others that stayed in the building? Uh, like what? The, how they felt about it? I know that they really enjoyed it, but I haven't gotten to hear yeah. about how it's going this school year. Yeah, I should check. Is in. recognition an important thing? Is it an important little thing in schools? Recognition for teachers? Because we've had this conversation before, and sometimes it can create maybe some. You know, we don't want to pit this teacher against this teacher. Yeah. What's the nice balance between like, being recognized and feeling like somebody is better than you? Or I don't know. Thoughts? Do How you have you? recognition in your buildings? Yeah. Yeah. And what does it look like? Well, in in my building, my middle school, we start our Friday morning collaborations with uh, the admin does a celebration, and this this just just yesterday they started. Each of our admin team went through and they shared a positive thing that they saw in two people's classrooms. 
So they kind of announced that I was in this person's classroom and mm -hmm. these are the things I saw yeah. and they are just sharing it out. Yep, and like it was just a public attaboy to the, yeah. the teachers what they were doing. Yeah, perfect. Public attaboy, I like the way you said that, right? And, and recognizing too, I think what Jim's getting at is that that recognition is pretty important. Um, did you feel from anybody in the room at the time like, oh, he's just the teacher's pet or, you know, there's principal's always, pet. yeah, oh, sorry, principal's pet, or they just <laughs> always get recognized. Did you feel any of that? From you the know, moment? I'm sure there's some of it. I'm not going to lie. I was, all, I was sitting there like, I hope I get called. I hope I don't get called. I hope I get called. You know, yeah. <laughs> then I got called. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. Good. Other so, recognition. One thing that my school did, at first they did the principal recognition and then the next year they did it where if you were the teacher that was recognized, your team helped to pick another person to be recognized, which I thought was good because I didn't feel like I knew everybody at the school or what the different strengths were in different grade levels. And so I felt like it was good for me as a teacher to hear what, who other people thought were strong at what they did because it just gave a different spin on it. So it wasn't always the principal's favorite or yeah. that teacher's favorite. It just changed throughout the year. Okay, so I, I, uh, I've got a pretty cool one. At the end of our school year down at Cedar High School, we do an assembly, and we let the students uh, talk about the teachers that they love the most and why they love those teachers. And so the administration goes through and finds some students, and they, during the assembly, they talk about all the cool things that happen in your class and, and why they love you as a teacher. And I think that that's some pretty cool recognition, especially when it comes, you know, not necessarily from the administration, but from the kids. Yeah, it's really cool to hear the kids say positive things about you. Yeah. So, how did they collect that information? What did they do? Did they get it on like audio? Did they? No, no, no. So that it's most of it's video and some of it's live. So some of the student body officers and stuff will just do their little spiel in front of the whole school, but then the administration has a team that goes out and finds students and have them interviews, just select students about teachers so they collected interviews and then did they make a video about yep. it they, they had the school historian make a video and then did they post it on the web or did they share it no, out how do you see it? I don't it's at the assembly they play it at the okay. assembly I don't know if they share it on the web but it would be a cool thing if they if yeah. they could I don't know if they would legally be able to because of all the students that are in it but yeah you'd have to make sure right yeah. that you have permission for yeah, the student yeah. voices but it is pretty cool it's a pretty cool assembly yeah so so it reminds me, if you don't mind, I'm just going to finish because I just want to follow up that I've done it. I'm a principal and I've done it in my building where we, and we're elementary. So we pull kids in a couple, two or three from every class. And then we ask the kids, what have you learned this year? And then it's interesting to see what the kids are saying that they learn. Sometimes it's about learning to be nice. Sometimes it's about learning math or language arts or something. And then we just stitch it together with some music. And then we gave all the teachers a, a DVD of it, you know, so that they could hold it and have it. Uh, but what I love about yours is sort of like celebrating in front of it so all the kids could see all of the different, you know, ways that kids have learned cool things in their, in their classrooms. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ours was a little bit different. It's it's our sixth grade teachers who have their classes, their students recognize um, the teachers that they've had in the past because they're graduating to go into seventh grade. But at Valentine's Day, they give us heart grams, and it's you know they say think about your teacher, the teachers that you've had in the past, and then write down things on a on a heart. Um, and tell your teacher and even though it wasn't a big recognition it was nice to be able to get something like that 
from the students um, because our principal doesn't do a lot of that so it's nice to at least yeah. recognize and they would say what we did good and, and especially because they've had so many teachers because they are in sixth grade yeah yeah that they could recognize when I was in your class as a third grader right yeah and they yeah. could give some specifics and then they give the heart grams but it's not public then it sounds no like it's not public it's just they put them in our box or yeah. sometimes they they did do it at faculty one year I think yeah and handed them out but then you know there's some teachers that don't get as much as other teachers so then people feel bad too so Sometimes a little feelings maybe be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just we have a principal that has favorites, you know. Uh, so it was kind of nice for for the kids to see at least that that, or I mean, at least for us to see that the kids appreciate us, yeah. even if we aren't quite so appreciated by the administration. Yeah. And I love all this. What you kicked off, you know, so many different places where we've just had. A, a, not a big thing, right? Like we're just having them put together grams. We're, we're having kids talk about something that they like, right? Or celebrating teachers. It's not a big, a big effort. It's but we like that recognition, right? Because we don't well, as we educators. Like, we like to know we made a difference. Yeah. You know that we touched some students' lives. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we do what we do, right? It is exactly why money. we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. So what else there? makes a makes a difference? Did you have a comment back here or? Okay, all right. Uh, what else is a little thing that makes a difference in your mind, in your school, or in other schools? Okay, I do have a comment. Okay, great. I got all this up. Um, at one of my schools, they created a board in the faculty room that's just awesome things that are going on or things that teachers have helped them do where they just, they're doing it in the fall, so they're like little pumpkin sticky notes almost, so teachers can just go write down good things that they've seen. It could be the students, other teachers, and then they just post it in that faculty room so the other teachers can see, and it's just kind of like a little positive thing to see when it's such a hard time of the year that yeah. sometimes you feel drained a little bit, yeah. and so it's just a little encouragement of sometimes your name pops up there or just seeing the other good things that are going on in the school. So is there a collection of all these yeah. notes all across the wall? Yep. Uh-huh. Exactly. And I know in one school they had a whiteboard in their faculty room and they kind of taped it off so that there were squares and people just were asked to go and just write with a you know whiteboard marker and fill it up. Thank yeah. you to this teacher. Thank you until the whole board was filled. Yep. And then it would just be erased and they would they would start, start over. Yeah, that's exactly. They're just instead of with the whiteboard marker though, they just have their little sticky notes. They go stick up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Other things, especially. Go ahead. Um, we're all ILCs, Innovative Learning Coaches for Alpine, and we had two that kind of headed up this fun like, com community builder thing where they asked everyone to put in shout-out forms. They just emailed those two in charge with ways that other people on the team have helped them, supported them, or just great things, compliments. Um, and then we just they just finished the first one, so they typed up all these into a newsletter, and they emailed it to us, and it had people highlighted of things that others shouted out about them so I think that was really exciting to be like oh wow somebody wrote something about me and it just kind of built each other up and built our community. It sounds like it might be a little more meaningful when it comes from colleagues or when it comes from kids but and maybe a little less so from administration. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing at least no. <laughs> so, sorry Tracy. It's so true but you know what's really I think what's really telling is why, why is that? And what is it about educational leadership that we are not helping 
in these little ways, right? And is it because we don't know? Is it because we just get so busy, we're too preoccupied to do it? Is it, is it because I have to be stern to keep my image up? I, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you guys think? You know, because we've all had good principles, and we've all had principles where we're like, we're so grateful they either moved on or we had a chance to move on, right? Yeah. So when you think about those two types of leaders, there are things that the leader did that you enjoyed working with, and, and they were subtle, but they were meaningful. And recognition, I think, is a huge piece of that. But what else? What else do you notice? I think if they treat everybody equal, I mean, you know, if there's not such a, we, I mean, we definitely, everybody in our school knows who the pets are and who everybody else is. And it's very obvious and it's, you're made to feel like you don't matter. And no matter what you do, even when you get a compliment from a parent, the principal will say something, but then it's a backhanded and so I think the principals have to be very aware of equality, I guess, among everybody. And it's great that you have friends. As a principal, you should have friends. But as a professional, you need to treat everybody. Well, it can't be, you know, we have somebody that, that can go to the principal all the time, several of them, and say, I want this, and she'll find the money for that, for that person. But the rest of the grade doesn't get the same perks. That makes sense. So, so it sounds like that that kind of equity of of supporting with materials and um, trying to make sure you have the materials you might need or the supplies or access to something that equity would be good. But then you talked about with parents too that there might be a different way that the communication with parents might take place. Well, just just the way the principal will say something, it's like, oh, this parent gave you a compliment. But isn't it nice that your image is starting to change or, you know, uh-huh. things like that. And it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just, and, and I don't know, and we've had principals before that were just, everybody felt like they could go and talk to that principal, that they mattered. So and everybody felt just, welcome. Yeah, it was open door, you mm-hmm. can come in, this is, this is your school we trust you I think too it's a level of trust I think you need to be able to trust or know that the principal trusts you and when you're micromanaged it's hard to feel that way and and I know that I'm kind of belaboring the point but what is it that we see that makes us feel like we can trust this one but we don't trust this one yeah that's a question I have too what what are some little things that build that trust between you and other people in your building or the administrator I had one principal that would always come, so I got, I moved schools, and so this new principal always came into my classroom like every Tuesday at like 2 o'clock, and I thought, am I doing something wrong, you know, because my other principal never came in, never did anything, but he just made time to go into every single classroom every week, and that, after a while, I just got used to him coming in and, and doing stuff, and I thought, that's a great way to build trust because he knows when a parent does come in and say something, he can say, well, I've been in that classroom, this is, this is what I've seen. And he knows that with every single class in the whole school because he visits everybody every week and he made time to do that. So I, I, I appreciated that. And can speak about what's going on right. in your room because you've seen it, he right. watched you in action and 
yeah. and talk to families about that. Right? Did other people feel the same way in your building, or were they feeling maybe that lower trust with some people? Well, I think I think over time, because the school had just been open a year, uh -huh. so over time, I think everybody just kind of got used to it, and he created a really positive culture, and I know when he interviewed people, he would tell them, we have a really positive culture here. What can you do to add to that when he interviewed new teachers? So a lot of teachers that he brought in just came in and, and built and, and created a great school to work at. So. Nice. I will say I've, um, at my school, there's a lot of things I really like about my principal, but one thing I really struggle with is I feel like the only time he ever comes to talk to me is to talk about negative things. And so that can be really hard because then it's like every time I see him, I have an anxiety attack. <laughs> like if he's getting closer, closer, yeah, yeah. If he's approaching me, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, but when I've had leadership that I haven't felt that way around, I felt that I could talk with them about anything going on, and I felt like her response was one of understanding and trying to create a community of solutions rather than kind of pointing things back on me of like, oh well, what are you doing? Um, it's rather than what are we doing um, because I think administrators need to realize they're as much part of the day-to-day -day culture as we are if they make that their job. Well and it doesn't take big recognition if they even pulled you in once a month or something and just said you know what are you doing you know what do you need help with I see that you're doing great with this just letting you know that you're appreciated. Thank Five you. Five minutes yeah. I Thanks noticed. for all you do I noticed yeah. you did this. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it has to be this big, huge celebration. I mean, those are nice, but just even kind words. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw you did. They want us to do that with the kids. Right. And I think, I mean, we're grown kids. <laughs> it's true. We, we need it just as much as kids do, I think. Mm -hmm. We need to feel important and loved and respected. Well, I, I agree with that because I they, we talk they talk to us as teachers about being consistent with kids and our behavior and how our, our attitudes and our roles. I think that that goes a long way. That can be said for admin as well and how admin talks to and treats the teachers. We talked about like uh, people getting almost preferential treatment from admin. Like if everyone knows that they can go in and get either the same or blue one answer, like that's that engenders a lot of trust. So is that is that kind of like a consistent excuse me consistency? in the ways that they're interacting or responding to requests and things? or Is that what you're getting at? I think interactions, I think uh, requests even, because we all know that you know you can't get everything you want because you know, personal yeah. reasons, but uh, just how, how we approach it. Like I was, when Kristen was talking, I kept thinking like, I'm, I'm 45, I have an advanced degree, but I, as a student, like I was always terrified of going, getting called to the principal's office. And now, and again, I'm 45, every time I hear, Ms. Friggins, come to the office. And I'm like, oh crap, right here now. No, I didn't do anything, right? Yeah. But I'm always just terrified, like getting called to the. I just have that same. I'm a fifth grader, you can call the principal's office, like, what did I do now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's never bad, but it's, it's like, it's all scary. Do you feel, um, do you feel listened to by your administration? Yesterday I was in a training, I'm, I'm an instructional coach, and so um, they were teaching us about better listening. And we all think we're, you know, pretty good listeners, but probably aren't in actuality and I don't think now in evaluating that I've been a very good listener um, but they asked the question like can you think of three people that you think are really good listeners and then so we listed them out I actually listed Tracy as one of mine <laughs> and um, then they said 
do you dislike any of these people that you think are good mm -hmm. listeners? And I was like, no, I don't. I like every single one of them. So that's what I was wondering is maybe that a barrier that principals are so rushed and busy that they oftentimes don't feel heard. I have a, a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> so last year was a really, really hard year for me. My class was just that class. <laughs> and um, I was talking to my principal one day and he was like, how's the year going? And I said, you know, it's actually really hard and I don't know if I can continue being a teacher. And his response was, yeah, some years are like that. And that was all he had to say about it. When I'm like saying, I might be quitting, <laughs> like, wow. and that's all, he, that was his only response. And then as an afterthought, as I'm walking away, he's like, is there anything I can do? But by that point, he hadn't like created a communication where I felt like I could even give suggestions of how I could feel helped. Mm. You just felt sort of dismissed. Yeah. That's hard. What do you think, Tracy? Well, I, I think that everybody's human and especially educational leaders have so much work to do in this area. And when you go to principal school, they don't give you a class on how, right, to support educators to be their best. It, it really is not something that's part of a course. There might be something that's on organizational change, but that course is more about how you know, you get constituents, and you have to get, you know, students, and you have to try to get different moving parts together. It, I don't feel that the work that's done in preparing educational leaders, I don't think that it, that there is enough emphasis about that interpersonal work that has to happen. And so many of the different kinds of examples that we gave right now are a little bit related to your personality, right? Do you take time to say thank you to people? Are you taking time to make sure you're equitably, you know, reaching out and supporting people with materials or with, you know, responses to parents and things? And uh, I don't think that we've maybe helped prepare education leaders. And I remember for myself when I first became a principal, it was such a shock because, like, yesterday I was one of you guys, and now today I'm not. And I'm supposed to know everything, right? Like in one day, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be the one that has to. So you almost get kind of sucked into this, like, oh, I have to pretend like I really know what I'm doing. And the truth is we don't. We, we are doing our best. We're trying to learn as much as we can. So I feel like there's work for us to, to help be okay with not having all the answers. Uh, and then spending time supporting people to be their best right um, it's a skill it's it's something that I think even we need as teachers like you said with our students right because we have kids in our classes too that sometimes we don't know how to support them very well but to be a really great classroom with the find ways to reach out and support all of our learners but one thing I'd like to do before we close off because we're we're maybe about we three about, well we have about five minutes yeah so before we go I would I would love it if people would say, you know, if they're if they could talk to their leader, either their educational coach, or maybe their principal, or maybe somebody else that you think has big influence on your experience, what's the one thing that you wish they would do? So thinking about your current place where you're at, if you could say something to your administrator or your coach, or maybe superintendent for that matter. You know, what would be the one, the one thing? 
And for me, I'll start off. I'm going to say I wish that my supervisor, you know, would be as transparent as possible, right? I want to I want to hear the good and the bad. I don't want you to hold back. I don't want to worry that you haven't told me everything. I want to know where I stand. I, and I don't want to have that feeling like I have to look over my shoulder to worry something's happening and I just didn't know about it because you didn't tell me. I don't know if anybody's ever had that feeling, but I've had that feeling before and I hate it. And it makes me nervous. Almost like getting called to the principal's office where you're, you have like this little response where something bad's going to happen. For me, I just want you to be very transparent so when you talk to me, I know I can trust what you're telling me is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So. Go ahead. You were going to share something. Yeah, yeah. So my administrator, super, I, I have a really good administrative team at my school. And they're, they're pretty good at the um, positive reinforcement and, you know, uh, constructive criticism in that. But there's a lot of, like, seems like they're almost creating these hoops to jump through sometimes. Like, we've got to fill out all these different evaluations. Last year I had somebody in my class observing, it seemed like, every other day. And I just want to be like... Can you just leave me alone in the classroom when you teach? If you want to come watch, that's fine, but I need all the feedback from 17 other people and all the, you know, I just don't want all the hoops. I just want to, I just want to be left alone and teach. That's what I want. Perfect. Do you mind, can we just kind of go around the circle? Um, I think I would like if, if my principal was in my classroom more often because I feel like, I do feel like I'm a good teacher, and so I feel like if he was there, then he would just naturally see that. And so I would feel like um, like I've been an advocate for myself, where as of right now, I don't feel like he really knows what's going on in my classroom. Wait, you can't say the opposite of what I just said. I know, I know, I know. I know. And I realized that's what I was thinking about that. It is kind of the opposite. But I think that there's that balance, that something I really do like about my principal is that he does trust us to teach, but I would like him to also know what's going on. You can pass. Well, one thing I'm just thinking about is just like making sure you're getting feedback, so whether it's the positive or the constructive feedback, just like consistently getting feedback. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. Maybe. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. I, I enjoy our team and my supervisor, so. Okay. I'll think of something. All right, no worries. Um, for mine, it, I mean, I'm a coach, but for the teachers at my school, I wish that my administrator remembered how hard it is to be a teacher and all the work they have to go through. And so when he's getting directives from the district, yes, push those, but don't make it so that it overwhelms the teachers in what they're currently trying to do. Um, I feel like I pretty great placements for where I'm at as a coach. I just know one thing, I don't know how many people feel this way about one of my administrators, but it comes back to that listening component you're talking about. Just sometimes like when you go in there and they invited you in to talk and discuss something, like give the full attention. Don't be focused on whatever you were working on on your laptop before we come in. You invited me here, let's, let's have a conversation. So. <laughs> just say trust us to make us feel like we're doing a good job you know we try every teacher I think tries their hardest and you know constructive criticism is great but balance it out with some kindness as well that's just what I wish and I really love that you said that because I 
think when I'm working with other administrators, sometimes I have been a coach of other principals at times, and nobody goes into teaching thinking, I think this year I'm just going to have my group fail. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to try that out, right? Nobody goes in planning on having things not work out well or having kids, I don't know, react a certain way or struggle. Nobody goes in. Everybody goes in doing the best that they can, and they go in giving their all and just trying to, like, be a great teacher and a great human being at the same time. And if it's not jiving maybe as well, then for we as leaders, it's important that we take time to find out how we can help, right? Support us. Support and, and provide um, maybe materials or maybe feedback or maybe access to another coach or something else. But I, I really like that you brought that in because the truth is you you nobody goes into education just because it's a good time. Necessarily. We're, we're harder on ourselves yeah. than anybody ever would yeah. be. And we want to do our best. We're yeah. trying, like you said, we're trying. Yeah. And if we could just have the support, but also that trust there, and and know that you know maybe we lack here, but here's all these things we do that for the kids. Right. We we don't sit there and look at a child and say, you're this and this and this, or we shouldn't. Yeah. We they always are preaching to us positive reinforcement, positive reinforcement. Yeah. Assume the best. I think that's a really Assume important norm. Yeah. In all schools for yeah. everybody, all the adults mm -hmm. and kids and yeah. Yeah. Assume the best. I love that. We appreciate so much that you took time to share with us your information. I think it's a, a tricky subject, and we keep interviewing and talking to different people. Uh, we would love for you to join us, uh, listening to the podcast, Little Things First. And our intent is we're just going to continue to you know, lift the covers a little bit and look and see what is working at some places and how can we help other, you know, others build their skills on supporting educators in the classroom. So... Uh, thank you again for all of your time. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Yusef, for letting us come to the end camp, Utah. All right. Everybody have a great day. Bye.